Chapter 3 Lockup The next morning, after a nice breakfast of eggs, Benedict, toast, and coffee, I sat in the breakfast nook, going over my notes. I would know more after my three meetings today. Sean sat across from me next to a large picture window with thin drapes. Outside looked cold. Snow fell from a gray sky. The maid, Maggie, poured refills of coffee as we discussed my itinerary for the day. We would get back together later that night to discuss what I had learned. I assured him that no matter what, I was seeing this through to the end. Sean walked me to the back door, where beyond the elegant French doors, I saw the BMW Beth had told me about, sitting on the drive. A very shapely young brunette, dressed in a tight gray suit, swept the snow off the car with a brush on an ice scraper. On her head sat a black chauffeur's cap. "'Who's she?' I asked. "'That's Billy,' Sean said. "'I wanted you to have the best while you were here, Dave.' "'The best,' I said as I watched her bend over and brush the rims. "'The best at what?' "'Everything. She's at your disposal for the duration of your visit.' "'My disposal? I hired her as your chauffeur, Dave. "'She's available for you day and night.' Anytime you need to be driven somewhere, she'll be there for you. He handed me a business card. Across the top, it read, Amy's Rent-A-Chauffeur. Oh, I said dauntingly. She's a chauffeur. Well, of course. What do you think I meant? Oh, you thought she's an escort. <clears throat> Always thinking with your... No, 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 not at all, I interrupted. Have you used her before? He raised an eyebrow. Used? <sighs> Never mind. Anyway, not her. I have used the company before. They provide only the best drivers. All women? No, mostly guys. You just got lucky. I should say so. I watched her reach the brush across the hood and wipe away some snow. Well, I better be going. I assume she knows how to navigate the area? Well, I hope so, he said. With that, I said goodbye and told him I looked forward to meeting him that evening at P.O.'s restaurant. As I approached the BMW, Billy greeted me. She was around 25 years old, 5'10", brunette, thin-faced, and a seductive smile that made me melt. I sat in the back as she drove us downtown. We rolled down Elm Street and crossed Kings Highway where the road changed names to Monroe. Monroe took us straight downtown to the county jailhouse, a tall four-story building with hardly any windows. Inside, I spoke with a very unfriendly front desk lady. She wore a police uniform that stretched around her obese form, blonde, and about 5'10". She ordered me to sit down and shut up. I informed her I was Sharon Henry's attorney and was not expecting preferential treatment, but she could at least be friendly. Her scowl spoke volumes. After a few minutes' wait, her desk phone rang. She sent me upstairs via an elevator to the third floor. Sergeant Mallory was not any friendlier. He was a tall, barrel-shaped Irishman who walked with a slight limp. Actually, he was extremely bossy. He guided me through a maze of desks and chairs. Keyboards clattered, the air smelled stale, and telephones rang. A heavy-set lady waddled through the office carrying an armload of papers. Nobody looked happy. The only word to describe the attitude of the room was miserable. The place reeked of it. Captain Samuel's corner office was bookended by a long meeting room on one side and a break room on the other. Mallory ordered me to wait in the meeting room until the captain was ready to see me. Then he walked off without another word, 
I sat down in an old, worn office chair that flopped backwards when I sat in it and tilted to one side, threatening to dump me onto the floor. A few minutes later, Captain Samuels, a tall, slender black man with graying hair, stepped into the doorway and mumbled, I'm ready for you. He had a small office with a long, thin, three-inch-wide window in the corner that stretched from floor to ceiling. The room smelled musty. The sun's rays entered into the dimly lit room through a smoky haze. He kept the overhead lights off, but had a table lamp on as he stood behind his desk, thumbing through a stack of papers. "'Your name Winter?' he asked, without looking up from the documents. His deep voice boomed in the stillness. "'Yes, sir.' I said as I sat down on a metal folding chair across from him. Big-time lawyer out of Florida, coming up here to defend a woman he's never met. Well, I'm hardly a big-time lawyer. As a matter of fact, we mainly handle traffic tickets. He looked up from his papers and stared at me. So you've never handled a murder case before? Oh, I never said that. We're not big-time and handle a lot of traffic tickets. Murder cases are a little slow right now, but that'll change as the weather warms up, I joked. 